0: Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, we welcome a longtime member of FCSI of the Americas and a lady who's been around food service consultants her entire life. She's very passionate about sustainability and helping food service operators save the world. Please help me welcome Project Manager at NG Associates, Ms. Pam Eaton. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Wade. How are you doing this morning? I- I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Very good. Well, Pam, it's, again, thanks for joining us. You know, this whole series of On Tap was created so we get to know our our FCSI families members a little bit better. Um, so I just get started off with the very basic question that that we everybody wants to hear, and that is just tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get your start in this industry and become an independent food service consultant?
1: Well, as you observed, I. <laughs> I, I pretty much had no choice. I was sucked in it from almost day one. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so my um my my father was in the industry or is still in the industry. If you ask him, he he was never ever <laughs> leaving. And uh, and so it was just always around me. I grew up with you know what we've now come to to know as the titans of the industry with with yeah. my dad Bill Eaton and with John Cini and Ron Kuzer. Yeah. And one of my earliest memories is uh. Sitting, literally sitting on our dining room table, as my father designed windows on the world. So, funny oh, cool. it was the greatest, greatest bar in the world. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I, I completely agree, and I have to tell you that um, in all these interviews we've done over the last, uh, you know, few days and, and few weeks, uh, your dad and John Ciney's name come up so often. Uh, there is so much history with them um for people that got their start or people that were introduced to this industry because of of people like your father which um you know i obviously i know your father very well uh in as well but that says a lot to the character of your father as well just because he got so many people's careers started of of a career that honestly a lot of people as they explain it didn't know this is what they wanted to do. Didn't maybe even realize that being a career food service consultant was an option until they kind of (laughs) stumbled into it by talking to your dad or maybe John Sinney or, or, or Bill or, um, Jim Little or somebody. It's, um, it's pretty amazing how much, far outreach it is. And I agree that you really didn't have a choice. You were going to be in that position <laughs> no matter what, but you also obviously yeah. have a passion for it. You wouldn't stay in it if you didn't have a passion. And as long as I've known you for what, almost 15, 20 years now, at least, mm-hmm. I mean, you've been doing it. So obviously there is a love and a passion for that career as well. So tell us a little bit about what you do now with, with NG Associates. associates, um, you know, kind of what your specialties are, where your segments are, maybe that you specialize in.
1: Well, um the company has a, a wide array of, of markets that we serve, so we do a, a lot of the corporate facilities being headquartered in um, the, the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. You know there's a lot of tech and that's kind of where the company started with with their tech um, with their tech clients. Mm-hmm. but we've been expanding out from there, you know building the relationships. you know it's a relatively new company celebrated yeah. four years in February. And so just, you know, reestablishing the relationships. And so, like I said, corporate's the big one, but healthcare, um, some entertainment facilities, some restaurants, things like that. So it's really, you know, it's it's interesting. And having come from a very East Coast type of client, you know, not tech, it is a different world working in the tech community.
0: I was actually gonna. What's one of my questions I was gonna ask you? I know that you've grown up on the East Coast and worked mostly on the East Coast as far as being uh, located on the East Coast. That is obviously. Um, Is there what is the difference between the West Coast and the East Coast type of clients? Can you, or especially the tech, because I, you know, as I said, NG is really heavily involved with that industry uh, on the West Coast.
1: The I think you know when I first started um, the corporate food service was seen as you know a need a requirement you know it was just something yeah. that they had to do but it was really not nobody focused on it and mm-hmm. early in my career you could see that starting to change but the, I think the tech companies particularly as the you know as the fight for the best and the brightest really took off mm-hmm. uh, you know the it's food service as a um you know one of the top amenities really came into view. I feel like with the tax and has now, as so many things moved, you know, west to east. Yeah. But it's just, it's, you know, it's one of the things that at least, you know, they feel they're being judged on and they need to have, you know, they're, they're out there trying to wow the employees as much as any restaurant is trying to wow its customers. Yeah.
0: Isn't that great, though? I mean, like you said, you've known the B&I industry for a long time, which is kind of where this falls into. Um, and it, it's great to see, though, that it's not just a corporate cafeteria anymore. It's not some place that is dull and dreary, And not only in the tech side, but everywhere, I think, is figured out mm-hmm. that they have to make it a place that, that people want to go to, not have to go to. Um, and so I think it's fantastic to see the evolution that's happened in that, that industry as well, because it's very easy to get stagnant in those as I think it did for Mm -hmm. a while. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. When, when some of the big tech companies such as Google and some of those started really offering unbelievable services and and options and everything else, people had to catch on very quickly, realizing that if you're going to keep the best in the house, you've got to figure out how to keep them actually in the house. Uh, So. You know, you, as I mentioned in the conversations that you and I've had, you're very passionate about sustainability. Is there a specific instant or point in your career that the kind of the switch went off that you became more passionate about that? Or was it always something you've been interested in uh, most of your life?
1: I, when I started at, um, at Cornell my freshman year, I was, you know, a typical, you know, 17, 18 year old and I did not get my housing forms in on time. So, by the time I got around to going, oh, I guess I need some place to live, there was like the Ecology House dorm that literally was so far away that it didn't make the campus map. Oh, no. (laughs) So, I honestly, honest to God, walked uphill both directions (laughs) one mile in the snow to go to class. (laughs) And... So that whole that whole introductory you know early you know you know 17 18 20 that really I feel like started my hey we could do things better but yeah. what the point that really cemented it was um a conference with with another association um, sorry that I was uh, a <laughs> 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 um, and there was a sustainability speaker um, and he said Look at it this way. We're traveling on vacation with our family in a car, and we're started out in Kansas and we're driving north, but we're going to vacation in Mexico. And we're doing 85 miles an hour, and we realize we're going the wrong way. So we're going to slow down to 35 miles an hour. Slowing down doesn't help. We're still going the wrong direction. We have to turn around. And he said that in 96. And it was Bill McDonough. He's like, we've got to turn the car around and we've got to turn our car around and do 85 in the other direction. You know? And then the next point he made is like, there are 26 known carcinogens in carpeting currently that are allowed. Our kids are climbing on the carpet. What are we doing to ourselves? And I just, you know, I just take it that kind of expanding that out is what I, I like to think I've been doing since yeah. then.
0: Well, very good. Is is there a particular project or... or- anything you've worked on even in personal life that you're really proud of that sticks out at you over your career so far?
1: Um, I think the ones that I've really enjoyed are the culinary schools that I've been involved with. And um, it's funny because um, Niagara Falls Culinary Institute and New Orleans uh, Culinary and Hospitality Institute both really stand out, but both of them and so many of the culinary schools that I've been involved with are looking at at bringing in, you know, kids and underprivileged adults and people who really are looking for their way Uh and taking them and just you know kind of opening their eyes to everything the industry has to offer which you know a little bit like you observed with consulting there are so many outlets and branches that fall under the food and beverage umbrella that you really you know you don't think about yeah and you know and you know, looking at niagara falls and new orleans you you can see it it, within the communities because it's like you can go work in a casino and you can go be you know a pastry chef at a casino in niagara falls and what you know five-year-old is it making concoctions in the kitchen (laughs) with mom (laughs) and all of a sudden this could this you know this could be a career and just all of the neat things that kind of branch out from um you know from the culinary education
0: yeah i've got a couple kids in 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 my house that are a little more grown now but I, we, many, many kitchen messes have been picked up and cleaned up in our house (laughs) and, and some concoctions that, that dad has to try that you wish Uh, you never had to try in your life. (laughs) So. You talk about the carcinogens yes. in carpet. I'm uh, a little afraid some yeah. of the things that I may have had to try to eat or drink when I was uh, a little bit younger with my kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, my son was a fan of microwaving lettuce for a while. And I kept having to tell myself, it's a wilted salad. I pay a lot for this at places. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is one thing about Pam Eaton that no one would guess when they meet you? Like a little maybe secret hobby or, or something that nobody would ever know.
1: I play the steel drums.
0: Really? Very cool. <laughs> Not as Th-
1: well anymore as I used to, but
0: <laughs> I think that's I that one has always fascinated me. It's such a complicated simple complicated thing to understand. Like how do you get that much sound out of one single yeah. piece of equipment, but it's an amazing sound yeah. when you do it right. I can tell you it doesn't sound very good when you do it wrong, personally. But I don't you know. know I do
1: I, <laughs> I think it always sounds good. It just always <laughs> sounds it always sounds like a beach with waves to me. <laughs>
0: Very good. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. What is, is there anything that you've ever done in your career that maybe you would call your biggest, greatest mistake or screw up that you've done that I love to poke and prod people to talk about mistakes they've made and what they learned from them?
1: Well, it's kind of funny because it's not really, it would have taken me in a completely different direction, but I always wonder if, the stained glass artisan that I was talking to when I was filling bartending one night, who invited me to come be his apprentice and travel the world, because he literally was he was doing the Asbury Church in New Jersey and was like heading to Italy next. Wow! And he said he needed an apprentice, and I just and he felt like I had the attention to detail just from yeah. having talked to me for a couple nights bartending. And, you know, I've always wondered what, what if I had jumped industries yeah. you know, back then? And I became a, you know, stained glass artesian and yeah. was well, that, repairing all of the European churches.
0: That's <laughs> another art though. That's uh, along with your steel drum. That's another art. That's pretty amazing when you know how to do it right. Yeah. A beautiful one. Um,
1: I'm not, I've, I've never tried it. So I have no idea <laughs> if that actually oh, would have
0: worked. Really? Oh, so you've oh, never oh, gone, oh, gone oh, back? You've never gone back and did a class on it or anything like
1: that down the road. Mm-hmm. Just but f- nope, I've done some art classes, but never, yeah. never that. Interesting.
0: What uh, for those people that are out there that you know looking for a new career change or maybe they're younger and coming out of school? What's one uh, piece of advice you would give to someone thinking somebody thinking about becoming a food service consultant?
1: I do think having operations in your repertoire, being hands on. particularly in some type of a food production facility is incredibly important, you know, you know, in, in the back of house or in the, in the retail side, you know, more than just a server. And, um, you know, because there were just, I remember working with some people who had come up without the background and I'm trying to interpret, you know, a sketch from somebody else. I'm like, well, what goes here? And I'm like, Oh, it's an iced tea machine. I'm like, how do you know that that, Particular rectangle is an iced tea machine. Yeah. Well, it's between the soda and the coffee on the serving line. What else is going right. to be there? No. Yeah. You know. And, you know. Why is there a dolly in the in the freezer? <laughs> because you're doing cherries jubilee for three hundred, and you're not scooping the ice cream as you go. And I only know that because I've done cherries jubilee for three hundred. Yeah. You know. And you know. And so it's just little things that take the you know the next step and in your in your knowledge that you don't realize are informing you until right. you know until you can you know refer back to them
0: very well put that's great advice and i think operations of any kind um again besides maybe the server part nothing against servers but uh, right. it's pretty cut and dry as far as what you're doing uh the more experience you have in the back operations i think the better off you are um, plus I'd also, I'm still one of the believers that thinks everybody should have to work in a restaurant at some point in their life. Cause it's a great yeah. career trainer. And no matter what career you've chosen from a customer service standpoint or operational, uh, procedural standpoint.
1: Well, I think being a server also teaches you to be a good person because uh, you absolutely. just, when you're on the receiving end of good behavior and bad behavior, I yeah. feel like it really, you know, I don't want to be that person or I do want to be that person. I think it helps yeah. inform in ways that that you don't get otherwise. I yeah, think, I think being a server is important as a life as, as a life experience in general.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I was a terrible server, admittedly. Uh, <laughs> I I think I did everything in the everything in a restaurant operational side, but as far as being a server, it was definitely my weakest point. I I think I have too much ADD in me, or something that I just couldn't concentrate on. <laughs> tables well enough that I even admittedly after two weeks went to my manager and said, I don't care about the money. I can't do this. I, I, I'm doing an injustice to your place by being a server at this point. <laughs> when you get ready to travel to a client's uh, uh, site visit or whether you're going to do a new pitch or something, what are the three must-haves that you have to have when you leave?
1: Typically, whatever I don't have. It mm-hmm. always seems to be where did I put that? <laughs> it was in my bag. Um Nowadays, it's so much, I don't know, it's been a while, I feel like, since I traveled. <laughs> I know. You know, charge cord. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, charge cord and phone and, you know, and I feel like nowadays that if you have your phone, you can almost, you know, shockingly, you know, almost can't be understated how how much can be done on that little, yeah. you know couple inch by couple inch piece of
0: equipment and we truly have a, a a computer in our pocket nowadays it's it is amazing yeah. especially growing up yeah. in the era that you and i did which is not having a phone at all with you for most of our lives at least in our teenage yeah. lives everything else and now that you actually have a a computer in your pocket at all times it's pretty amazing
1: i mean yeah because it's like you know you're you know your your rolodex is your you know all your contacts are on the yeah. phone you're you know if you if if you invest in any of the um, those kind of apps, all of your payment is on the phone. Yeah. So,
0: if I was to go and ask your family or your friends, what are three things they would tell me about you to describe you?
1: That I'm chatty, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would go on to say that I talk too fast. I try to be inclusive. I try to make sure that everybody's, you know, having a good time. That I can't ever, I can't seem to step away from being the restaurant manager. I have to. You know, if something needs to be done, I have to step in. If somebody's sitting off to the side, I I try to, you know, pay attention and go and see them. And that (laughs) for as organized as everything up here is, it's like a little bit like a duck. (laughs) that my feet are going (laughs) everything out of scene is a little bit chaotic
0: (laughs) very very good well pam that's all the formal questions i've got for you today but before i let you go you know we do like to have a little bit of fun with everybody so i've got a series of would you rather questions so we'll just jump right into those uh would you rather tell bad knock knock jokes to everyone you meet or talk about yourself in a third person for the rest of your life
1: Oh, I guess bad knock knock jokes. Okay. I've learned a bunch of them with my son. <laughs> would
0: would you rather be a f- be famous as a comedian or be famous as a musician? Musician. Would you rather vacation in a luxury penthouse or the remote wilderness? Oof. Remote wilderness. Would you rather ride the scariest roller coaster in the world or bungee jump off the tallest bridge in the world? Roller coaster. Would you rather eat a bowl full of jelly beans or a bowl full of Skittles? Jelly beans. Would you rather know all the secrets to space or all the secrets to the ocean? It's another discussion my son and I have. I think ocean. You'll let him solve all the ones for the space, right?
1: Yeah, although he's also just as torn. He would probably not have a good answer for that one either. Okay.
0: Would you rather never have to do laundry again or never have to do dishes again? Ugh dishes all
1: right Uh, i would would, so much rather do (laughs) laundry
0: would you rather have the most expensive dessert or drink the most expensive champagne in the world dessert would you rather be more technologically inclined or better with people
1: it's better with people
0: would you rather give up coffee or soda for a year
1: or not be able to brush your teeth for a year oh i guess i'd have to give up coffee and and, well i could give up soda easy (laughs) <laughs> but if I had to give up both, I guess it's still that. Then I'm not brushing my teeth. <laughs> okay. The last one I've got
0: is a, uh, a an interesting one. It's a um, Would you rather fight three half size clones of yourself or one full size clone of yourself?
1: I guess one full size clone of myself.
0: Very good. Well, <laughs> before we before we let you go, Pam, how do people find out more about you or NG Associates?
1: Um. The website is ng-associates.com. Um, and we've got a LinkedIn presence, all the you know LinkedIn stuff. So we're probably the two, the two easiest ways to, to find us.
0: Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap, presented by SCSI of the Americas. A huge thank you to Pan for joining us today. We can't do those shows without members like you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And make sure to turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on any future episodes. But until then, cheers.